You're listening to Minor Talk On Demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. All right, let's do it. We're not going to waste any time. Minor Talk is live. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency with seven locations across El Paso from the west side of Fabens. You can contact the Oscar Arieta Agency for all your home, auto, and life insurance needs. Trust the Oscar Arieta Agency. Along with Angel Munoz, who is uh, screening uh, the uh, the phone calls. He's recording this one for us here on on 600 ESPN El Paso. And I'm, I'm joined by our man Jason Craig the official DJ of UTEP Athletics. Uh, he's joining us in the booth as well for a little bit. He's got his Rhino jersey looking fly. Salmonte is going to be popping in the booth here soon enough, uh, following the KLAQ broadcast with Voice of the Miners, John Teicher. And uh, let's get right to it. Let's not bury the lead. UTEP with a massive upset today against Boise State. 27 to 10. Only 11,227 fans were at the Sun Bowl who witnessed this game. But if you were there, you witnessed a defensive showdown by this UTEP defense that really clamped down. They held Boise State to under 100 yards passing, under 100 yards rushing. And then offensively, they did just enough to win this game. Gavin Hardison, 10 of 11 through the air, 123 yards passing, one touchdown. They run the ball 54 times compared to just 11 passes. What a lopsided difference it was tonight compared to last week where they passed the ball 46 times, they ran the ball 24 times, and they had seven turnovers against New Mexico. In this game against Boise State, no one, and I mean absolutely no one, thought the Miners would come out the way that they did. They were 16.5-point underdogs going into this game, and for the first time this year, for the first time under Dana Dimmel's uh, tenure here at UTEP, they rose above the expectations that were placed on them, and they fulfilled those expectations in a huge way. This UTEP football team—I I don't want to, you know, get too far ahead because this was this, this is the same team that uh, struggled and ultimately lost to a uh, let's just call them what they were—a bad New Mexico team last week. But this is a step in the right direction for UTEP in a season where they did not want to take a step back when they understood how important it was to maintain success from a uh, consecutive season like they did last year this could be that season altering win that UTEP needed Uh, and with that we'll welcome in Jason Craig on to the show Uh, Jason you got to witness this one firsthand you got to watch the Miners uh, do what they did against the Broncos the interesting part about this one Jason is they didn't just beat them they killed them when it was all said and done it was murder it was really good a really good football game to watch the Miners do what they did the way they did it. I was like, man, you guys, like, what happened? Did somebody give you a little pow-pow? <laughs> you know? I, I hear you. Yeah, it's true because the way that the – all right, like, let's start it from the top because UTEP uh, goes down 3 nothing early on. Boise State, uh, you know, gets on the board quick. By the way, I thought that defensive stand right there on that opening defensive stop by UTEP was huge. And then UTEP just really couldn't do much offensively. They tie it up. It's 3-3. And then they get the big touchdown. They get that first touchdown under their belt. It gives them a lot of confidence. 
that was a Jeremiah Ballard 42-yard touchdown catch uh, from Gavin Hardison. He was wide open, blown coverage there by the safety for Boise State, and the Miners capitalized. They scored 10 second-quarter points to go up 10 to 3 at the half. And even at the half, there was a lot of skepticism. Oh, can UTEP hang on? Will Boise State make the second half adjustments? I even tweeted out uh, how lopsided it's been all year long when it comes to UTEP football in second half situations. They they've been pretty much crushed in the second half. I think the deficit for UTEP is like 54 to 13 or something in that regard. But um Jason, did you have that feeling in the second half? Did you think, "Oh no, is UTEP going to lose this?" game or is Boise State going to come back in the second half at any point did you think or were you worried uh, just simply because you know simply knowing how the season has gone thus far absolutely going into the half I was like all right we're up oh dang it we're up oh man they're gonna blow it I don't know how they're gonna do it but they're gonna blow it I figured they would get another touchdown maybe a field goal or something and then Boise State would readjust and just go through us but the 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 running game, the defensive stops that UTEP was putting on, it, it just looked, it really looked like magical to me, like watching it happen. I really did like how they were playing. Like, just, let's get a couple yards here. Let's get a couple yards here. All right, let's throw this one. Right, let's get a little couple yards here. They just kept doing that and controlling the clock. I think that's one thing that UTEP has to uh, kind of figure out is just to control that clock. The first half, or really the first quarter, that went by really fast. Oh, like right? it zoomed by. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. That was like 20-minute first quarter. Like a legit 20 minutes, no commercials or anything. It just went by real fast. But the rest of the game was kind of just crunching. Like, yeah. I really liked it. It was one in the trenches in a big way, and that, that was huge right there. Um, but, hey, you got to give credit to UTEP because the way that they kind of grinded out this win, the way that they established the ground game, it was it was huge for this team. Uh, let's let's uh, bring up the phone number right now, our telephone number, if you'd like to call in, 915-505-6009 to get into Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency, and with seven locations across El Paso, you can go up to OscarArietaAgency.com to find the closest location near you. Um, speaking of the Oscar ID at the agency, it was awesome to see them honor Babe Laufenberg today as their Hometown Hero Award. You could check out their Hometown Hero. You could also check out everything regarding UTEP football online. It's uh, riseup915.com or oscaridiattheagency.com uh, as we continue here on the show. 915-505-6009 to get into the show. That's 915-505-6009 to get into Minor Talk. Alright, let's get to Twitter. Twitter is going absolutely insane right now. Uh, let's get right to to it. Paul Reynoso tweets us, who are these miners and what did they do with the real ones? Hashtag miner talk. Uh, JD tweeting in the show, the miners are sticking it to Boise. This is the type of win and the game that we needed. Let's go UTEP. Hashtag 915. Hashtag nationally televised. Uh, Joe Chacon, of course, he's got to check in. He's hyped up about this game. Si se puede. Don't ever give up faith or doubt. Always have faith. It can happen. Hashtag minor talk coming in from Joe Chacon. How about Adrian at EnemyWin3 who checks in on Twitter? I can't wait to see if any, quote, Fire Dimmel fans have the guts to call in. Everyone who said Fire Dimmel should be banned from all UTEP games forever. 
Hashtag minor talk. What do you think about this whole week and the way it kind of played out, Jason? Because I, I've been on this train a long time. I, I'm not one of those who's, who comes on this show and says Dana Dimmel's going to be fired. I'm I'm uh, more level-headed. I'm not the type who's going to say extension. Uh, he did a great job. He did a horrible job. I'm just going to say Dana Dimmel's going to be here for the next three years, and it is what it is. You know, uh, if if he has success, well, great for UTEP fans. If he doesn't have success, well, they got to ride it out for the next couple years. What do you think of all the discord? that was on social media this week, really a lot of hate toward uh, Dana Dimmel and this team. Not not even just him. It was this whole team. It was just bombarding. Like, it, did you guys have not have anything else to do? You really gave him, like, the good old right in the kisser. Like, you were really on him. Yeah. And why was I being mentioned? Like, I guess I was mentioned <laughs> at the top. And it just kept coming down. And I felt like the, the, you know, the thread made a shift off. But somehow I got back into it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But yeah. every single day for hours at a time, just continually just getting on Coach Demel, it was just out of control. Hey, give the guy some slack. He is a human being, okay? <laughs> yeah. He makes mistakes. And today – those mistakes were adjusted and delivered. Right. I agree. I agree completely. Hey, he delivered on on some of the early season mistakes that this team had uh, in a big way by bouncing back after the loss to New Mexico. Uh, again, our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Be patient with Angel. He's screening all the calls. He's uh, kind enough to hang around after a long day. A uh, big shout-out to Angel Munoz, who's helping us out here. Um, we are we are continuing here on Minor Talk. I want to get to a couple more tweets, and then we'll get to Rob, who's going to be joining us here on the phone lines. Violet Crusade tweets the show, I cried tonight. I'm so happy for the Miners. They played a hell of a game. Hashtag Minor Talk. Also checking in on Twitter is Brandon Cox, who checks in on Twitter. I'm sorry, Sal. What a season saver. Now let's go win an Eastern time zone, baby. Picks up. What a win. Now this is what we've been waiting for. Damn right, Dimmel. Uh, Brandon also tweets us, defense played hard. We dominated both lines. What heart tonight. Keep building on this win. No letdown next week. Coming in from Brandon Cox. Let's welcome on the co-host of Minor Talk. He is Sal Montes, who got a chance to experience this one. Uh, Sal, <laughs> how about that oh, sound man. bit from last week? Huh? Oh, man, Adrian. This was a, a complete 180. It's crazy because I, I, I broke away from my parents' 40-year anniversary to complain. And now that I'm not there, it's kind of like, hey, was the party? No, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I love them so much. No, man, uh, what a response by the team. You know, people were talking about the play calling. They addressed it in this game. Um, People were talking about um, the aggression, you know what I mean, ramping it up on defense. And then also not being as aggressive on the offensive side of things. So I think defensively, uh, fans wanted, you know, closing tackles, being able to get off the field on third downs. They did that. And then yeah. when it comes to the offense, uh, they remained on the field after a third down and uh, clutch plays. I don't know if I'm wrong, Adrian, but I didn't see any drop passes today. No, I didn't. No. I didn't see any. Did and you and see what any, a Jason? difference that makes. Well, I was right 11. there. I looked. I was like, he was, yo, woo! <laughs> 10 of 11 through and, the air. And one of those touchdowns got a got taken back. Yep. You know what I mean? Another 61-yard pass to Ray Flores. And with Ray Flores, I think that's another thing, too, is um, he's been a big piece of this offense all season, right? But now it's kind of like 
he's becoming that hybrid player or he's taking over as a hybrid player because they have so many of them on offense. But for, for a guy like Ray Flores, who shined in the backfield at Isleta, now he's doing it in his backyard at the Sun Bowl. So that's super cool to see, and uh, congrats to him for getting his first touchdown. That's right. Hey, let's keep it going. Let's go to the phones right now, 915-505-6009. Be patient with us, everybody. we already got full lines. Let's go to Rob, who's joining us first on the phone lines. Uh, good evening, Rob. What's going on, my man? Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. Um, I want to get off the bad before I, before I get to the good. And the only bad I have to say is um, you and Sal used to have a nice intro song before you got on Minor Talk. <laughs> I, it, was, it, was, it was, I remember it was J. Cole. I, I think you guys need to get with Jason Craig. I, I, I love this. Nice song. Great idea. But, Rob, you, you are coming in with all the ideas. Okay, I love the fact that this is your negative. We will change that by the next Minor Talk, I promise you. Exactly. But um, back, back to the good, there was a guy that called back like maybe uh, maybe five minutes ago, and he said, where are the, the Dana Demo haters? And I'm like, right here. I'm right here. And um, – I, I wrote them out on week one, and um, I'm standing by that, but I'm barely standing by it. And I only say that because of of tonight. And I, I feel like, um, you know, the first game there was 50,000 minor fans, but I feel like tonight there was 11,000 minor fans, but those were the hardcores. And I, I, I just felt so happy that, the people that spent their hard-earned money tonight, the hardcores tonight, they got what they they deserved. Yeah, that's right. They 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 got an offensive show from the running game, the receivers, the quarterback, great play calling, and they got great defense. And I, I'm just so happy for the eleven thousand people that were here tonight, um, including myself. You know, I, I rag on demo all I want, but I'm there every every weekend and. I just I was happy for everybody in the in the in the arena tonight. Just you know, the how hard the team played, how well the coaching staff coached and it was it was just a great win. Like I told friends from you know, different places that weren't tracking the game and they were like, Holy smokes, you guys beat Boise? And I'm like, Yeah. What was it, a, a field goal win? I'm like, No, we beat the brakes off them. And every person I told us just could not believe it. And that just gives me a glimmer of hope for the rest of the season. I'm not I'm not gonna jump on the you know, the bandwagon or I'm not gonna jump off the UTEP train. I'm kinda half in, half out, but I'm just so happy for the UTEP fans that were there tonight that spent their hard earned money, that got a, just a great performance on both sides of the football. I I couldn't be happier. And uh, that's all I have to say, man. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, really appreciate it, Rob. Thanks for t- uh, chiming in. Thanks for your phone call. Uh, let's keep it moving. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, as we continue here on Minor Talk. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Later on, we'll get into our awards on the show. We'll get to our Specs Play of the Game, our Heineken Player of the Game, and, of course, our Drive of the Game presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Let's go to Daniel, who's joining us from the west side of El Paso. Daniel, good evening. What's up? Hey, what's up, Agent? How we doing, man? Hey, good. what's up, Daniel? Good. How you doing, man? Good to good to hear from you. <laughs> great, doing great. After what I just saw today, today it's a lovely night, bro. That's exactly what UTEP needed, the city of El Paso needed, 
the 10,000 whatever fans that were there. That's yeah. what we needed, the hardcore. Man, it was great to see that, bro. I have, I never, I walk into that stadium thinking we're about to get blown out 55 to 10. Yep. Yep. That was the complete opposite of what we saw. I'm so proud of this team today. Uh, Demo, I think he did a little better in his play calling. Gavin Hardison, gotta give him a lot of props. He, uh, he looked more, uh, in control. He didn't sure. look lost. He didn't look all wobbly. Took a lot better. Decision making was a lot better from him, from the coaching staff. It was great to see. Uh, it sucks that the crowd, well, it wasn't a, a packed house, you know. It was about, I don't know how many fans there were there, but hey, it was still loud. Uh, it would have been better if it was a packed house, but you know, Boise, they got the best of it, and we, we, we're looking good right now. This gives us hope. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too, Daniel. And, hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, I just have to say this as far as, you know, I know you say it sucks that, um, you know, no fans were out there. But, Sal, they didn't give – UTEP didn't give any reason for the fans to actually be out there. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told them, hey, UTEP's going to beat Boise State, you know, there's going to be – people rushing out to the Sun Bowl, but yeah. the, the performance that they showed, and, and I think this is more so in reference to week one against North Texas, right? You 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 pack the house, uh, you know, tickets-wise, it's a it's a sellout. It's still a huge crowd, you know? They use the they use that crowd as the graphic to promote this game, for, for, you know, yeah, for all it's worth. that's so, right. Um, and they lay a dud against North Texas, you know what I mean? And that's a game that people expected the Miners to win, so at that point it's kind of like, well, you want fans to go and then you put up this performance. That strike one right Oklahoma really no bearing it is what it right. is you write that off New Mexico State okay you're, you're kind of taking that step but then you go out and lay another dud against New Mexico this is a complete team this is not that same team that showed up last week and I gotta say I gotta give this team credit for sure um you know yeah. they, they proved me wrong I had no glimpse of hope against Boise State maybe against Charlotte maybe against Rice down the road maybe right but now with a performance like this it shows that their identity can be a smash mouth type football team. It's just how do you mix that in with a guy like Hardison who has the arm that he has, right? He can sling it. But today, finally, uh, I don't know what the percentage was. It was in the 90s. I don't know what it brings it up to in total. But this is the first time we've seen Hardison be in control. you got to give him credit and also being smart with the football too, right? Right. There was a sack um, that he took, I think, somewhere in the third or the fourth quarter. That was a, a, a smarter play than, you know, before where he would probably just chuck it up and, you know, maybe It'd be an pick. interception. Exactly. So I, I think he was more cerebral this game. i got to give him credit. And, um I mean, this offense was able to be versatile, too. They kept Boise State guessing, and they kept minor fans guessing, too. And um, just got to give them, give them credit, man. They shut me up. Yeah, they shut me up too, Sal. And to just your point on to hammer your point on Gavin Hardison just a little bit more. Uh, Hardison has three picks last week. I mean, how do you bounce back after that? You're you're going through all this adversity last week when your offense had seven turnovers, couldn't do anything offensively, and then you bounce back in a game like this. Ten of eleven through the air, 123 passing yards. He had a touchdown on a blown coverage, 91 percent completion rate, zero interceptions for Gavin Hardison. He also ran the ball seven times mm. for 20 yards. 
yards, which was also nice to see uh, Hardison mix in the run. But it was simple. RPOs left and right by UTEP. They would read the linebacker. They'd read the defense. Hardison would pull back. He'd he'd air it out when he needed to. But then in the third and fourth quarter, he was the game manager. He fooled everybody on these different RPO plays. And he balanced that run game really nicely for the Miners. And that's all they needed in the second half. All right, let's continue on the phone lines right now. We've got full lines to get to. 915-505-6009. Oh, wait. Oh, he's Augustine? All right, all right. I guess we'll do it. Uh, Augustine is joining us next on the phone lines right now. 505-6009. What's up, Augustine? Hey, Adrian. Good afternoon. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Almost good morning. You did this last time. You did <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, afternoon yeah, hey, hey, well, I just got to say the following. I'm with my statement on Fire Demo because you know what's what's amazing to me that minor fans and I, you know, bless their souls. I mean, if one game is enough for you to be on, get back on the bandwagon. Granted, it was against Boise State. I mean, one game isn't enough for me. I mean, yes, they showed a lot. They showed improvement from last week, but anything from last week was improvement. Winning, uh, losing by thirty against Boise State could have been mentioned. Augustine, let, let me ask you this real quick, and and I agree that it's not full reason to jump completely on the bandwagon yet. But don't you think that after last week's performance, um, them playing like tonight is is a step in the right direction, no matter where they end up? It is, but at the 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 thing that I think got him there more than coaching was, and, and Monster said it during the transmission, they actually looked angry, and Monster said it. Monster said they're playing with with anger, and that's something that that's that's a whole lot better for them to actually show, at least show some spirit, you know, and show show what's what's going on, and 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 and, and show. People that they want to play, and, and, and it's not on the coaching, and, and 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 most of it, well, is on the coaching. That I don't think Dimmel is the right man for the job. I mean, what's his record? What's his total record? What thirteen and forty, something like that? And we're being happy with one win. Granted, it's a great win, but it it, it takes consistency to actually become a good program, and that's what this program doesn't have. And Dimmel is not the man to bring this consistency to UTEP. That's simple. It's that simple. Well, Augustine, I, I, you can you can have all the opinions you want on Dana Dimmel, but your timing is horrible, man. You're you're really going to call us after UTEP has their most significant non-conference victory in almost you know over a decade, and you're going to continue to go on this fire Dimmel train when you have zero investment in actually going to a game or like actually supporting this team, just coming in as an aggregator. Like I, I get it. Like this is this is who you are. This is your your mantra and everything. But at the same point. Be fair. Be you know. Give props when props are are due. And I think everybody can. It's an overwhelming consensus right now. This team deserves its props. The coaching staff, the way that they plan for this game, deserves their props. That's the way that we we can you know have a big takeaway after this game. I get it. You're you're still on the fire, Dana Dimmel train long term. Um, there are people like you who still feel this way as well. There are people who uh, came to us last week, doom and gloom, pushing the panic button. Us included um, with this UTEP football team who are now reversing their course or, or even still sticking to their guns. But, man, your timing is just off here, Augustine. I, I, don't, I don't understand a- your a- point a- here. Adrian, Adrian, one key thing you just said, 
first important win in 10 years. That's that to me just says a lot about this team and about and, and about everything. I mean, if we can't have a coaching staff that that really is committed to UTEP and the city and and gets players out there to to be with 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 kids and and it, being a UTEP football coach is not just being the UTEP football coach. It's being a leader leader in the community, and that's something Dana Dimmel doesn't do, and that's God honest truth. I, I just don't agree. I mean, I don't know where you're coming with uh, this from. You, you don't, it's not like you're going to the coaches' shows, Augustine, or like you're you're hearing from him. I'm I'm not sure, man. I I don't know where you're getting with that. Um, but uh, I appreciate the phone call. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, let's let's keep it moving. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. That's our telephone number. Matthew Castro checks in on Twitter. I'll be the first to admit I was giving up on the team. UTEP football. I'm sorry for the negative tweets, but they proved us wrong by pulling off the win over Boise. Hell of a win, and let's keep it going, Jim Center and Coach Dimmel. David Castro tweets us, Amazing what the running game will do. Strong win for UTEP football. Defense looked fast and disciplined. Great win on a national stage. Enjoy the win, and let's get ready for next week. Charlotte 49ers, winning can cure many things. Go Miners. Let's keep it moving. Uh, This coming in from J.K., is this what a, a potentially program-altering win looks like and optimism feels like? Last week felt like the season was over. Now it seems like UTEP can win out. Also, shout-out to Isleta's own Ray Flores. Yeah. How would you answer that, Sal? Uh, let, I'll ask it to you again. Is this what potentially a program-altering win and optimism feel like? Is this what is this what minor fans should feel like? Well, I mean, we... we it's what they should feel like after a win against a team like Boise State. Whether Boise State is bad or not, it doesn't matter. UTEP couldn't beat New Mexico last week. They couldn't beat North Texas week one. You know what I mean? So you gotta you gotta get going. If you're gonna get somewhere, you gotta take a step. And this is a step in the right direction. It's just what are the steps after this step gonna be? Good you point. know what I mean? So as far as winning out, I think you're kind of going going way too hard. They still gotta go up against a, a Charlotte team who has uh, the best home field advantage in playing in the East Coast. Miners haven't done that ever. That's just right. like they didn't beat Boise State in a in a game until after tonight, right? So if if they want to turn things around. This is one game that is great to get, but it's not the only game that's on their schedule. Yeah, I totally agree with you there, Sal. Let's keep burning through calls. we got full lines. we got to get to all these calls for sure. Uh, our telephone number, 505-6009. Milkman joins us next. Our man, Milkman. We missed him last week, but he's back this week. What's up, Milkman? Hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, first off, so last week I was, I was trying to call you after the game, and something came up while I was on the line and I didn't get to talk to you. And you know what? It's probably a good thing because I might have said something that I would have regretted, especially <laughs> after tonight. But I got to tell you, this tonight, this right here is what I think people were expecting to see when they sold out that Sun Bowl against North Texas. I mean, they fought, they were firing on every facet of the game. It was it was phenomenal. It, I mean, uh, Gavin Harrison managing the game was just, I mean, he was a pro. It was it was phenomenal. And last week, I got to tell you, I was so furious that it's like they didn't even know they had running backs. I was like, uh, they're third and two, fourth and three, and they're passing. I was like, hey, you can't win like that. And tonight, oh my God, they they learned how to use their running backs, and it was phenomenal. Everything everything was great. The defense was phenomenal, unstoppable. All of this, and it was on national TV. I mean, you right. can't beat that. That Good recruiting phenomenal. tool, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, you know, I know this last caller you had, I guess, wants to be negative. Yeah, sure, it's one game, but if, if you watched this game, I don't know if this caller watched this game. He didn't. But I, can this, I can bet my life that he didn't. This was not a fluke. This this is how I, this is what I expected of this team this year. When, when we sold out the Sun Bowl, well, you know, some of the, they, if they'd have played like this, hands down, they'd be 4-1. and one. With only a loss against Oklahoma, they, there's 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 no way. I I mean they they were they were phenomenal tonight. It was just just beautiful. I mean I haven't seen a that well put together game by the Miners in a very very long time. I mean the play call. We, we're always complaining about the play calling. The play calling was phenomenal tonight. It was I I, can't, I don't remember saying that about the Dana Demel team in a while. But the play calling was fantastic. Everything was. It, it was firing on all cylinders, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was just really good. So I really hope that my my honest hope is that this is going to turn the season around because if, like I said, if they play like this, I I certainly don't see why they can't. All right. You know? Yeah, I get you. I get you, Milkman. Hey, good call. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, let's keep it moving. we got a lot of calls to keep getting to. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009. Is this the win that helps springboard UTEP season, or does UTEP regress moving forward? I, that's a that's an interesting question to kind of ponder as as the season goes along. I'm with you on this, Sal. I think I, I totally agree with you um, on this. It's kind of a wait and see approach. Let's see what they do next week. Like this team is kind of hot and cold a lot. And you know what? As annoying as people may find him, Augustine is right in the sense that there has to be consistency. But this is how. <laughs> if you're going to be consistent, you want consistency in the way that they played tonight, and and they've shown flashes of that. And for them to finally play a full game, Adrian, not so much one third of the of the uh, team right doing their job. How about all three? You get a you get two touchdowns on offense. You get amazing special teams performances. Uh, aside from the from the terrible punt, we all know we all right. saw that, right? But they get a touchdown on special teams, and then the defense just plays lights out, only allowing the amount of points that they did, and even um, setting that tone early on. Even though Boise State got a touchdown, you know, to get things going in the uh, in the third quarter. That's all really the Miners gave up when you think about it all game. No, that's that's exactly right, Sal. Uh, let's keep it moving right now. Um, and, and real quick, actually, before we keep it moving, I just want to uh, continue with your point, which you just said there. That defense was stout for mm-hmm. UTEP. I mean, this defense, I'm just going to read the drive chart for you. Field goal, which, by the way, was in UTEP's territory, so do you really count that? Like, uh, I think the fact that they only held uh, Boise to a field goal at that point in the first drive, that was a success. And, and that's off of the terrible punt. Right. Right? 100%. So their their backs were, uh, I don't want to say against the wall, against the wall, but it was going that way. They didn't have much room for error there, and they, they pulled through. Okay, so it's a field goal, and then they allow, then they go punt, punt, punt. So three straight punts to close out the half. Then a touchdown out of the half for Boise State that UTEP's defense allows. Um, that was a little worrying because Boise State was high tempo. They were moving fast. They were just doing a lot of different things. They score a touchdown. Fan, uh, you know, people were kind of wondering, oh, is Boise going to mount a comeback here? Then three straight punts. UTEP forces yep. three straight punts on defense, and then they turn uh, Boise State over on downs to close out the game, uh, and that's pretty much how this one ends. Let's go back to the phone lines right now, 915-505-6009. Dave from the east side is joining us right now. Dave, what's going on? 
No, it's Abe. Oh, Abe, what's happening, man? How are you? What's up? Oh, so happy tonight. So happy tonight. I, uh, just two things I want to comment on. First of all, I now know his name, Agustin. You guys give him too much time. I mean, like you <laughs> said, like you said, I mean, really, to allow this guy to spoil this for us? Hey, that's not fair. It's not hey, every, fair. Everybody gets their own time. Well, we'll give Dude, Augustine right. his time. We'll give him his time. Yeah. I just want to, I just want to, uh, a shout out to Coach Demo, the UTEP football team, Jim Center, and of course, Charlie Thrash, who's an assistant, um, director and everything. Yeah. And, shout out uh, Charlie Thrash for sure. Yes. And, uh, just so excited tonight. Just, I mean, I've I've been around UTEP athletics since I was eight years old, and I've learned one thing: my teams, volleyball, men's basketball, women's basketball, and UTEP football, we always play to the level of our opponent, and that's sometimes good and bad. It's gotten, but I mean, tonight we came out and to have these negative calls about this. I mean, this is a great win. And uh, probably, like he all said, yes, a, a, a season-saving victory, and it is. And uh, hopefully, after after we get done with our road trip next week, we come back home, and we're going to have some fans in that Sun Bowl. I hope so. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, I appreciate it, uh, Abel. Uh, Abe, I'm sorry. I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Uh, I think you bring up some really good points, and I think you you also give uh, the right props to the right people. Um, I think a lot of people were down on this team last week, understandably mm-hmm. so, and I, I think that this team still doesn't get a pass for how they finished up last week, uh, but it, it's still we could still acknowledge um, the effort that they had tonight. Uh, Boise State definitely down this year. They're not the, the best best team but still for the miners to beat one of the best teams if not the best team in the mountain west that's saying a lot for this utep football program and gosh it, they needed it they they were their season was on life support and they uh they were revived today they're back they're back in the mix well you know what adrian how about this man Ch- check it out remember after the uh the first two games the 0-2 start we said it's going to be crucial for this team to go three and one their next four and right. adrian <laughs> they're two and one in uh in their last three games, they they really just lost one of the games we didn't think they would lose. So, in theory, I think I overreacted last week. Well, no, I mean I don't think we did. Seven turnover game. It was a disastrous loss. It how, didn't look good going into. How Boise could you State. feel good going into yeah. the game against Boise? Right. Hundred percent. No, we were justified. I'm going to justify <laughs> what, where we were last but, week. But still, though, think about it. To go zero and two. All right, whatever. You have a chance to go three and one in your next four. And they've got two out of those three. Now they got to get a win on the dreaded East Coast, which is, of course, the next game. Get it out the way. You do that. Not only are you at 500, but you're three out of your last four games um, going into uh, the latter half of the season and, of course, Conference USA. I can't do this, man. I can't can't believe this season's still alive after last week. My (laughs) Apple Watch, you should see my heart rate numbers. (laughs) (laughs) It's so... Oh uh, man, I'll just say there's all time highs within the last hour. Wow, that's that's <laughs> awesome. Hey, real quick to Twitter, we'll get to Alan and then Ronnie. Uh, Steve Escajeda checking in on Twitter. This is the first time all season that the Miners look like a disciplined offense. They kept Boise State's defense guessing all night. They ran it well and didn't spend the night throwing aimlessly down the field. Well done to whomever did the play calling. Well, 
That'd be Dana Dimmel right there. You got to give him props. Uh, Steve, great tweet right there. Great to see you today here at the Sun Bowl. Uh, Joe Chacon tweets the show. All the haters? Question mark. Where are you at? You know who you are. Let's hear it now. Not saying all of you, but some of you just gave up. Not me. Hashtag minor talk. There's a lot of people who are saying I didn't give up, and they definitely last week were sending us some some questionable tweets. Not you, Joe Chacon. I know you're you're diehard. I get it. I get it. Let's go to Alan, who's joining us on the phone lines, 915-505-6009, as we get into the show. Uh, this coming in from Alan. What's going on, Alan? Good evening. Hey, good evening. Uh, I've been listening. Everybody's missing something. Tonight was a special night. And the miners were motivated to play tonight because Luke's family was in town. They played this game for Luke. That's and they were motivated, and they played this this game for Luke and his family. I like this. I like where you're going with this, Alan. Uh, we mentioned this at the top of the show, actually, Alan. Um, this is Babe Loffenberg, who uh, was here today. He was honored as the hometown hero by the Oscar Addy at the agency. Coincidentally enough, the presenting sponsor here on Minor Talk, they were they presented him with the award. Uh, Babe took it upon his whole family, on behalf of his whole family, in the name of Luke Loffenberg. Um, they honored Luke tonight. Uh, they Their big push is for the Luke Loffenberg fight excellence fund that they continue uh, but great point that you bring up Alan it was great to see Babe out there he was shaking hands he was talking to everybody that he saw out there uh, that was really special to see Babe Loffenberg still coming out here and by the way he's got an NFL game in two days like he's literally flying out tomorrow heading out to New York getting ready for Cowboys Giants he's on the call for that game on our uh, partner station 95.5 KLAQ yeah it was great it was great to see Babe today All right, Alan, appreciate the phone call. Let's keep it moving. Uh, Ronnie's joining us next on the phone lines, 915-505-6009. We've got two lines available. If you've been trying to get into the show uh, and you've been blocked left and right like Ronnie, uh, unfortunately, who did get into the show, uh, give us a call now, 915-505-6009. Ronnie, what's going on? We finally got you. Yeah, what's up, man? What's up? Um, great uh, great play design. Uh, great scheme by Demo. Um Gotta 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 give it to him. The guy actually, you know what I mean, showed us why he's a head coach in the FBS level and he came through. He must listen to the show though, because I've been saying for a few weeks, less Gavin Harrison throwing the ball and is, is gonna be good. And sure enough he only threw it eleven times tonight. So, he listened to the Ronnie recipe. I like it. He must. He must, he must. Um so like I said, I, I just hope that this is their identity going forward, right? Like I just hope that they understand you don't gotta have Harrison throwing the ball. 35, 40 times a night to beat people. You can you can run between the tackles, right? You can line your defense. You know, UTEP might be the only team at the FPS level where the backups are better than the starters. Because I swear, everybody they put in as a backup came with some juice and energy, and you're like, well, why has this guy been playing all season? So hopefully these kids get a chance to, you know, keep building on their success and keep building on what they were doing. Um, I thought this is obviously, you know, one of the bigger, if not the biggest, UTEP win here for football probably for the last, you know, decade or so. Yeah, um, just because of, just because of who you beat and how you beat them, right? It wasn't like a you know a one possession game. You went out there and really, really took it to them. I mean, you probably got boys you reconsidering if, if Bachmeyer is going to be the starting quarterback. Oh you know? man, they've got an identity I'm, crisis over there. I mean, there's, there's, I'm telling you what, man. I think the best team in my list, Air Force and UNLV. Like those are the two teams. If you're going to bet them, those two teams look like they can play anybody. You know, it's amazing how 
the Boise coach leaves Boise and kills two programs. He killed Auburn and he killed Boise State at the same time. Because neither school has been the same since he left and took a different job. But anyway, today's all about the Myers and kudos to the Myers for what they did. And like I said, hopefully they just keep this, you know, just, just keep some type of offensive balance and identity going forward. Hopefully they don't get over to Charlotte next week and try to air it out with Charlotte and get caught up in a, you know, uh, um, air raid attack. Hopefully they just stay with, with who they are, right? And hopefully they can get to another bowl game. Um, but uh, today was a lot of, a lot of positives, man. A lot, a lot, a lot of positives in all phases, right? Special team scores, a touchdown, you know, defenses, you know. I mean, that looked like a safety to me. Anyway, that but, looked like know, a safety whatever. to me. I thought they were going to challenge that play, Ronnie. That was my only knock against Dimmel. But then I realized after the game, Dimmel mentioned that he couldn't challenge it. Like, they wouldn't let him challenge that that yeah. right there. So, uh, yeah, I guess you can't. Yeah. Um, ultimately, in my head, I was like, why aren't they challenging? They, they need to challenge right here. But uh, it ended up working yeah. out for them in the end because they obviously returned it for a touchdown. And that's why they called the timeout, too, to see if there could be an extra look. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Who's the freshman corner, man? That freshman corner, you know, he's, he's out there holding Oh, you're his talking own, about he's Elijah Johnson, right? Yes, 32? He's out there holding his, yes, man. He's out there holding his own, looking like a future a future stud. He's and you and you like uh, Wallerstead, right? The linebacker, number oh, 30. No, man. That dude is a stud. I don't know why they haven't been playing that kid, but he better play every snap he can physically play for the rest of the season because he gets in gaps, he gets in the backfield. You know what I mean? He just causes disruption and that's what you that's what you gotta have. Like I said, you took stuff these backups that we didn't even know of that you know, <laughs> for some reason they're not the starters, but you you ask me, those kids should be, you know, they'd be playing a larger amount of snaps. Those kids obviously were ready to answer the bell for their moment of opportunity. They, they had no fear tonight. And that's what was awesome to see is they, they didn't come out with that, you know, fear in their eyes, you know. They they, they came out even the one where Hardison throws the touchdown and the line was downfield. You know, I mean, they're you know they're letting it rip a little bit. And they're doing what they can do in one-on-one coverage. Ray Flores goes into the backfield, running the ball, and it's like, damn, you know. It's, like I said, hopefully they just keep playing like this all season. Win, lose, or draw. Hopefully, they, if they play like this, I don't think anybody can say anything. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Great effort. You know what I mean? But if they start doing stuff, you know how they've been doing, and we know what it is, then it's like, well, what's going on? Like, but hopefully, the blueprint now will be laid that let's just play our game and, and make no mistake about it, this is their game, what we saw tonight. If they play like that, win, lose, or draw, no one can critique or say anything. You can live with the results, you know, because you gave yourself a legit chance to win. That, that's, you know, that's very positive. Yeah, I'm with you completely there, Ronnie. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in always on the show um, here on Minor Talk as we continue. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009 as we continue. Just wanted to touch on two things that Ronnie mm-hmm. described. Uh, first, two, two of the guys he mentioned, Cal Wallerstedt, the linebacker, again, leads this team in total tackles. Nine total tackles for him. He had a, a tackle for loss up quarterback hurry he had a pass breakup as well uh, on a screen pass that I thought was just exceptional awareness by him Uh, he also mentioned Elijah Johnson the other cornerback for the minors Sal three pass breakups for Elijah Johnson just a newcomer who's coming onto the scene Uh, I interviewed him two weeks ago he he stopped mid-interview and he was like hey man I apologize I've just never really done anything like this I'm like dude you're doing a great job (laughs) like chill no no worries like thanks so much for doing this interview with me Um, but Elijah Johnson is stepping into a uh, he's stepping into a new territory right now, like a reliable, uh, bona fide stud at the cornerback position. And that's what the miners need, right? Because the 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 guys in the front are starting to wreak havoc. They're starting to 
you know, get pressure on the quarterback. Um, it's kind of like it increases game by game, right? So guys behind them have to make plays, and we've seen how thin this team can be when it comes to the depth chart, but they're taking this next man up real seriously, and Johnson yep. is doing this. We've seen Wallerstead do it. Um, two guys who are really filling in some major, major gaps right now and plugs for this minor defense, and a little bit more on Wallerstead, a guy who's missed some time as a minor, just uh, kind of itching to get out there. Yeah. And, you know, I just think how much he may have um, learned just being a sponge on the sideline while he was on the sideline and now that he's healthy and and you know he has so much more knowledge uh to not only um you know for himself to make plays but spread with other guys on the team right and and have that camaraderie i think it's huge and this is a guy who's more than deserving of um of not only what he's accomplished so far which has been a, a solid deal but what else is to come throughout the season i'm gonna say this i've said this before i'll say it one more time utep defensively has taken a step back from last year when you look at talent. But you look at this team in terms of effort this year, they've taken a step forward. I I don't think they're as talented, but I think they play so hard defensively. And they make plays. So at the end of the day, if you're not allowing points scored, if you're holding a team to less than 100 yards passing, 100 yards rushing, and you're playing your ass off like this defense is... That's a credit to this defense. This is the defense that carries this team week after week. The offense came through tonight, but the defense is always going to show up for UTEP. And you know what? Also, too, uh, how about their response, right? They're responding to whatever another team is doing. Boise State started trying to go a little bit more more fast-paced on offense. Yep, something, something the Miners have struggled with. Yeah, pretty much all North year. Texas, Oklahoma, exactly. And what do they do today? Once Boise State does that, they respond in a great manner and kind of you know th- that feel period that fill out the game. Boise State gets points on Boise's first drive. Nothing else the rest of the half. And then, you know, second half, Boise State gets a touchdown, their first drive of the half. Nothing else after that. So you got to give them credit for, um, you know, kind of learning from their mistakes and, and acting on it and also closing in on tackles, too. That's huge. Yeah, Bradley Dale Pivato, defensive coordinator Amazing of the job. year right now. <laughs> He's the man. Uh, let's keep it going. Trolley, jo- Trolley Dodgers is joining us next. What's up, Trolley? How's it going? Going good, Adrian. What's up? How's everybody over there? Everybody's hanging in, man. We're we're doing great. Right on. Hanging in. We got to win, brother. We got to <laughs> win. We ain't hanging in. We're winning. <laughs> Check it. Everybody all took my talking points, you know. Um, but I'm gonna say, yo, today's victory was not a fluke. It was not a fluke. I heard that they had a uh, the offense had a players only meeting and they came out and they proved it. Um, it was a three unit. Uh, it was a team effort, let's say. Team effort, offense, defense, special teams, they all did it. <clears throat> but let me say this, man. That nine-minute drive that they had to freaking clinch it, yeah. that's, that's some bully ball right there. Yeah, a great point. Great, right great there. point. I really that's, like this point you're bringing up. It's 20 to 10, I believe. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Boise State, they have firepower. They can do it. You know, it's UTEP, whatever. They're 6-0 and against us and all this and that. And the Miners drove it down their throat. And I believe it was like 12 of 13 plays were all runs. 
Yeah, uh, let me give you the quick stats real quick because I, I want to get this right. So UTEP in the third quarter, uh, they get the ball. Um, it was off a punt. They drive it 13 plays, 65 yards. It was a 7-minute, 38-second drive that resulted in a field goal. That was a nice drive in itself because what that did right there is it put UTEP a little bit further ahead, Boise State. It gave them that lead, 13-10. to but then the drive that you're referencing, Trolley, you're talking about the the other 13-play drive in which they ran the ball 12 times. They passed it just once. They went 80 yards down the field. They consumed nearly 10 minutes. It was 9 minutes and 10 seconds exactly, but nearly 10 minutes of time. That started the fourth quarter, and it, dro- it pretty much uh, drove Boise State out of this game. Yeah. They ended the game and still had their timeout. Because they were like, dude, we can't stop these guys. Yep. And that's like, if anybody thinks this is a fluke or it was a, no. you know, just a they one in them. a million, no way, dude, no way. They killed them. The miners were motivated. The miners came out, they punched them in the mouth, and then they punched them again in the mouth and again in the mouth. And they just, they said, you know what? And I think they ended with two timeouts or whatever, anyways. But the miners came out motivated, whatever that players' meeting was. Because what happened in New Mexico uh, uh, should be forgotten and erased from history because that offensive performance was pitiful. Yep. But they came out today and they just said, you know what, we're not going out like that. We're on national TV. We're going to show them what's up. Mom and dad is watching. My friends are watching. You know, and and they came out motivated and uh I'm back in. I'm back in. Oh, there it is. New Mexico. I was out <laughs> against New Mexico. I said, ah, not again. Not again. I, what I, a roller coaster. I, you know, but I'm back in, brother. I'm back in. I, I, I've always loved the miners, but, you know, this is just the way they treat me. You know, they treat me, and I just can't leave them like a, like an abused lover, a scorned lover. Uh, hey, 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 let's, let's be let- – <laughs> Yeah, but I, I get I get the point, Charlie Dodgers. And you know what? He makes a great point about that drive, and this is why, Adrian, we, we can kind of backtrack a little bit and look at that um, would have been safety, right? Then would you trade, in theory, I mean, we don't know how it plays out, but let's just say this is the case here, and they trade those um, seven points, you know, touchdown and PAT for the two points. Then at that point... Um, you know, down the road wh- wh- where Sal, this drive question. is, you know, it changes things. But for them to cap it off with a touchdown instead of a field goal, which at that point, Boise would have to score really four times. You know, touchdown, two-point, touchdown, two-point. But they go up by 16, hit the PAT, you completely change it from a two-score to a three-score game. Game over. And that's just too tough to overcome. In a game where the defense was performing the way that they did, you have to go a perfect three for three in drives. And, you know, if UTEP were to get one stop out of three tries, this is, you know, hypotheticals, um, you know, you still have a a win in their favor. So that completely changed the game. Even though it felt like it was out of reach at that point, they, they sealed the deal right there. And that's something fans haven't seen in a while. No, I'm totally with you on that, Sal. Uh, let's go to Twitter. Let's get back to social media real quick. Then we'll get back to the phones. Uh, we got one line available, 915-505-6009. If you want to get into Minor Talk, that's 915-505-6009 as we continue. I think Sal's checking in on the uh, the end of uh, the day here today. 
I appreciate that, Sal. Ryan Guzman checks in on Twitter. Signature win for Coach Dimmel. Now UTEP needs to keep winning to show this wasn't a fluke. Great job all around. Hashtag minor talk. Rip City Trades with a great tweet. Whether Boise State is down this year or not, they're still a premier program in college football. Not to mention, UTEP dominated them in all aspects of the game. I sure hope it gives the team confidence to keep fighting hard. Hashtag minor talk. Good point there, Rip City Trades. I'm with you. Boise State still Boise State as a program. Their fans might be uh, complaining. They might be wanting their coach fired left and right, whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I get you there. Jonathan Byers, our guy, JB, I saw him last week. Funny, whenever I count UTEP out, they decide to show up and show out. Life as a UTEP fan is crazy, man. I counted them out against Fresno State last year, and they almost beat Fresno State. I counted them out tonight against Boise State, and they flat out whooped State's ass. Hashtag minor talk. Um, this one ch- ch- coming in from Tristan Pence. Love Tristan Pence tweets. Uh, definitely a signature win for UTEP tonight. Biggest non-conference win in quite some time. I can't remember the last best non-conference win UTEP's had like this. The key to this win was getting the run game going. Let's hope this is the start of a win streak for the Miners. Hashtag Miner Talk. Uh, this one, Leo underscore Miner fan. Time to tune into Miner Talk, you all. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, UTEP Mineto tweets the show. I think UTEP's run game can be, they just have to be uh, consistent. Uh, this one coming in from Adrian at EnemyWin3. Okay, I like this one. Adrian, I'm as giddy as a schoolgirl. The closest we will ever get to being a Power 5 school. Hashtag minor talk. You agree there, Sal? Is this the closest that <laughs> UTEP is going to get to beating a almost, hey, what if Boise State enters the Pac-12 in like a year? <laughs> then UTEP can say we beat a Power 5 school. Hey, you know what? UTEP can say they beat a Big 12 school starting next year. There you go. Because of H in, in the Big 12, right? But, uh, oh, that's crazy. Uh, I love it, man. Keep all these things coming. We need it. Minor Joe tweets us, this is what I was expecting all year. Continue the dominance. Hashtag minor talk. Uh, Rip City Trades. <laughs> the mentions were off the wall this week. Hashtag minor talk. They really were, Rip City. They really were. A to Z at ZMonsters underscore 20 tweets us. Mountain West Online Forum fans are losing their minds that Boise State lost to UTEP. Hashtag minor talk. Oh, oh, you know I have. Oh, you know I've seen that already, AZ. I, I got you on that. Uh, Leo underscore minor fan checks in. Defense was lights out against uh, all, all across the board, and the offense did their thing. I have a bad memory. How many clutch signature plays were made tonight by the squad? Man. All three units came out. Um, I'll give you three on on each. Uh, I'll give you three on each. I guess. Um, uh, like side of the ball. Okay, so number one, I thought the signature play on offense was the, uh, of course, the you know Gavin Hardison recognizing the uh, all, all the all the different um, coverages that were going on, hitting a wide open Jeremiah Ballard for a forty two yard touchdown to put the Miners up ten to three. I thought that set the tone. And UTEP has struggled all year long scoring touchdowns, but that kind of gave him the confidence moving forward in what UTEP needed to do uh, to try to win it. Uh, defensively, I'm going to go ahead and give it. To to the one where Boise late in the game they drove it all the way to UTEP's 38 yard line and the drive stalled like and they instead of going for it they punted it it was so weird they yeah. drove all the way to UTEP's 38, 38. yard line and the drive stall like go for it dude like what are you you're down you're getting killed we're it, not playing in the 30s anymore you can go for it on fourth down the crazy thing is and not to take anything away from tonight but just to kind of show what the um the 
the talk was or what the right. feel was for this team. You can literally replace Boise State with UTEP, um, you know, on Twitter, right? Just think of it. People talking about Boise State now just pretend it's UTEP, and that was the feel last week. Right. People were calling in, pissed off, you name it, you know, saying all kinds of things. That's exactly what Boise State Twitter is going through right now. So Maybe uh, even worse. Exactly. And just for, uh, just for perspective, I was kind of, you know, looking at Twitter, and Boise State has around 120-something thousand followers their mentions are going crazy. And you look at UTEP football, about 20,000. You, you could guess why. But seriously, though, it is um, it is like the upside down. It's uh, what is it in? It's like Hawkins or Gotham right now yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Boise State on social media. Hey, I got a, a good tweet. This is coming in from Mike Prater over there from Boise State. He's, he tweets, can I interest anyone in more depression talking about the Boise State fan base? This is the third trip to El Paso for Boise State. The Broncos scored 105 combined points in their first two trips to El Paso. Tonight, only 10 points. UTEP Athletic Director is a former Vandal. He, uh, and then he writes this, <laughs> guessing his smile is rather large right now. Very true. Hey. The fact that Jim Center was able to schedule a home-and-home with Boise State and beat the Broncos at home with this team, with this football team, uh, with head coach Dana Dimmel, whom he gave a contract extension. Hey, you know, credit to Centers, credit to Dana Dimmel, credit to this football team. They took a, a W tonight. Let's see what happens moving forward. I mean, hey, there's no moral victories when it comes to December. You're either a winning program and go into a bowl game or you're not. So uh, this team still has a ways to go. They're 2-3. and three. It's still a long football season. But uh, that, that's what makes things exciting. And, yeah, if they finished uh, today 1-4 and four going into next week, I would have been pretty skeptical that UTEP could get back to six wins. But now there's a path to success. There's a path for UTEP to get to that point. They just had to get this win in a uh, huge, huge way. Let's go to Phil, who's joining us. He was patiently waiting uh, while we were reading some tweets right now. And then we'll go to Pinky. Our telephone number, 915-505-6009, if you would like to chime in and give us your thoughts after this game. We've got a line available, 915-505-6009 to get into Minor Talk. Phil, good evening. What's going on? Hey, what's up, brother? What a heck of a win for the Miners tonight, man. Coming in, letting Boise State come in from the Mountain West and smacking them right in the mouth tonight. I'm telling you what, I told I told the guy that uh, answered the phone for you, I told you, the rest of this year, I don't see a reason why we can't win out. We've got the number, we've got one of the top five receivers in the entire country. He's coming back next year. You got one of the best quarterbacks, I feel, who started tonight. Got off to a slow start this year. Going to pick it up in the rest second half of the year. Going to crush it. I see no reason why the Miners don't win out the rest of the year. Next year, playoffs, maybe the Sugar Bowl. Who knows? That's how I'm looking. Maybe I'm just an optimistic fan. Mm. But I'm just saying, we're losing a lot on the offensive line. We're losing big dudes like uh, like my boy Merv Roberts. That's going to be a hard hole to fill. You know, he's a locker room dude. He's a glue guy. Merv, Merv is awesome. Merv is awesome. He stepped Merv, in nice. Merv is everybody's best friend. You ever meet him? He's the nicest dude in the entire world. He is. But you've got some studs coming back next year. Some absolute studs. You've got Jerome Wilson, the 6'2 linebacker from California. Let me tell you, the redshirt freshman, he's going to show y'all. He's going to prove some stuff to y'all next year. I love Jerome Wilson. I wish he was was healthy and I wish he was active. Unfortunately, that's not the case, but yes. Once he gets healthy and comes back, and you got some studs at tight end too. You got some absolute studs down there. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't see a reason why the Miners can't run the table next year, you know? That's just, you know, that's just me being me. Go Miners. Okay, Phil. It's not, I, I'll push the 
pe- I'll push uh, back a little bit there, just saying that we don't even know who's going to be on the roster next year. But uh, that's n- neither here nor there. Uh, the focus is right now, and uh, as a UTEP fan, I get it. You're really excited. You're fired up after this win. So, yeah, good for you. I, I get it, Phil. Um, a lot of fans echo your sentiments, and they're really excited. Let's go back to Twitter. Uh, Pinky, who's going to join us in just a second, he tweets us, Wow, shut a bunch of us up. Great. Player of the game, none other than El Paso Zone and Yisleta alumni Ray Flores recorded a game. Uh, recorded the game. Going to sit down and watch it now. This coming in from Leo. Defense was lights out across the board. Offense did their thing. I have a bad memory. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I read this tweet earlier. Uh, this one coming in from Adrian at Enemy Win Three. Fall King Augustine hashtag minor talk. That's hilarious. Uh, also, enemy win uh, Adrian enemy win three follows it up. If Dana Dimmel listens to the show, then he needs to give me credit for telling him to run <laughs> when there is six in the box. Hashtag minor talk. Good point, Adrian. You you called that. I, I got you. Uh, Rip City trades with a nice reminder. Something that's not mentioned is Boise State had a top 15 defense coming into this game. Hashtag minor talk. That's right. They were 12th in the country in total defense. Um, this one, Augustine ch- tweeting us. Oh, he's not done. No way. Augustine's still firing off some tweets. Um, he said, it's bad when everyone is surprised that UTEP won. Ah, oh, he misses the point. He just misses the point, man. I, I don't think he gets the point. <laughs> Got to let it be, man. Philip tweets the show. Wow, let's go, miners. Building for the future. That's Philip who's tweeting us on the show. Uh, let's keep it moving. Our telephone number nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. As we continue here on Miner Talk, if you'd like to call in, we've got two lines available. If you'd like to voice your opinion on UTEP football, now is the time to do it. Let's finally go out to Santa Teresa and welcome on Pinky, who's joining us on the phone. Pinky, what's happening, man? Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. <laughs> hey, uh, first of all, uh, I just want to thank you and uh, Sal and Angel. And thank you Jason. for thinking, Angel. Hey, Angel, Angel's the backbone right now because he's screening all these calls. We've had full lines, and I'm just looking at Angel every five seconds like, hey, there's another call, there's another call. So shout out to Angel. Well, okay, uh, let's start. Uh, real quick, I'm going to be real quick. Um, what a difference a week and a win can make. Uh, I'm just worried about a what. I haven't heard. No, no, no. He's, he, I, he seems okay. I think he seems okay. I was looking at okay. him on the sideline. It, it looks okay. All I know is, 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 is that he got injured and he didn't play anymore. Uh, my brother from Midland uh, texted me and says, man, you're missing the game. So I put it on my telephone and I didn't tell nobody. I'm watching the I gave him on my telephone uh, late third quarter, um, and he loved the uniforms. He said, those uniforms and those helmets are just a bomb, man. So uh, kudos to uh, the athletic department for the uniform choice tonight on national TV. All I got to say is there's a bunch of us that have been there for a long, long time, and a bunch of us have seen this. I just want to – and I'm hoping it continues for all of us because uh, we would like to see the success not only for – the coaches, but for the players and for the fans that have been there all these years that have, uh, how would I say, uh, suffered? Yes, that's know, a nice, been, to put I, it I, nicely, I, I, yes. I, I, I've been one of them, and I'll continue to be one of them. And so will a bunch of my relatives and my family that we always go to the games. And because of the situations that we're in right now, sometimes we can't make the game like tonight. But uh, I really appreciate everything you guys do, and uh, go Miners! And Augustine, 
Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Augustine. Love it. Great uh, mic drop there, Pinky. Appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in on the show. Telephone number, 915-505-6009. we got two lines available now. If you'd like to weigh in, we've got plenty of time to do it. Um, we had a lot of calls early on, and now is the time to get into the show. If you've been patiently waiting and trying to um, you know, get into the phone lines, now is the time to do it. 915-505-6009 as we continue here on Minor Talk. Mike from the West Side is joining us next on the phone lines. Mike, good morning. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for rolling with the show tonight. Everybody should be totally excited. And uh, what's his face who has to call in and try to rain yeah, on the parade? Yeah, I you get know? it. I get it. Hey, that's he, his mantra. That's that's who he is. Well, no, it's not just that. He lost another parlay. And I think Vegas <laughs> probably made a ton of money on this game tonight because everybody probably loaded up on Boise State. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point, But I Mike. wanted to bring up two things. First of all, my buddy Ed, who's been watching football here at UTEP since the 1950s, he told me that this is the best win since UTEP beat BYU the year. I think it was 85, and we won one game, and they lost one, one, one sure. game, and that was in 1985. But uh, I want to put a kudos out to James Tupo. This guy plays football like nobody else. He's been playing football. It doesn't matter what the score is. He'll play offense, defense, special teams. He's a blocking back, and, and they actually need to throw the ball to him every once in a while a little more. He is just 100% fun to watch. He's a bowling ball, Mike. He's somebody who uh, can surprise you because he makes these acrobatic catches. No, he's not the fastest guy, but he's a, he's one of the most hard-hitting guys. He's like Cal Wallerstedt is to the UTEP defense uh, as yeah. to what, what he brings on offense, just as a hard-hitting guy. Like, if you watch Cal Wallerstedt, he's hard-hitting. You watch James Tupo, hard-hitting on offense. And uh, I'm, I like the fact that you like fullbacks. I like the fact that you appreciate people like that because we don't see that in, in modern day football anymore. And, you know, I, I don't know if there's a future for somebody like James Tupo on a professional football team, but there should be. I, I think you he, know he should have an opportunity because he could block like no one's business. I asked the coach if he's one of those guys that sneaks into the NFL because they're just, they yeah. can't let him go. He's like a fire hydrant with hair hanging out his helmet and two big legs. You just can't push him back. Yeah, and and he comes from Allen. He's comes from a winning culture. He doesn't know when he came to UTEP. He didn't know what it means to lose. So uh, he's fought through a lot. I mean, I, I really like James Tupo. I I've, I've really liked how he plays. Uh, Mike, great phone call, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, I lost half my voice out there tonight, and you know tomorrow there's going to be 50,000 people telling everybody they're oh, at the game. Oh, I was telling that. I, yeah, that's funny. I'll, I'll bring you in on this, Sal, because uh, I was telling that to some people in the press box. This mm-hmm. is totally that game where everybody claims, oh, I was at this game. Or, oh, do you remember when UTEP beat Boise? I was there. No, you weren't. There were only 11,200-whatever people there. That's being generous, too. Yeah, I was being gener- nah, generous. No, I think they're probably just Harry Potter fans got their, what, the invisibility cloaks. <laughs> it's possible. Maybe they were in the mountains. You know? They were in the mountains. Some... I like that. <laughs> Never mind. I'm going to stop there. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> um, let's keep it moving. Our telephone number is 915-505-6009 as we continue here on Minor Talk. Keep it moving with some tweets. We'll react to them as they come. Brandon Cox, defense play. Uh, defense played uh, their you-know-what's-off. 
Now let's keep it going and win an Eastern time zone, baby. Next win for the program, but no letdown. Next play hard and winning is fun. Picks up minors. That's coming from Brandon Cox. Um, very interesting way that he worded that, but uh, yeah, not to not to remind everybody, but to remind everybody, UTEP is zero twenty six and one all time in Eastern Time Zone games. Um, UTEP is looking to break that streak next week and see if they can snap that against Charlotte. Uh, covered way too many games every year year after year. They think, hey, is this the year? Is this the year UTEP finally breaks that streak? Maybe this is the time they do it against a terrible Charlotte team out of the gate. Well, but at least a Charlotte team that could put up points, though. I, I will preface it by saying that. Well, I, I mean, even then, too, even tonight, as, as great as, uh, you know, of a game it was, you could kind of throw the uh, the previous week out the yeah, door, out the window, you. right? So it's a brand new game, a game that they can feel good about going into. Don't get me wrong about that, but still got to have a, a solid practice and you know put some things together because as good of a game this was, this was not the last game of the year to go out on top. There's still uh, you still have over half of your schedule. There's seven regular season games left. Go out there and do something with it. And um, after tonight, I mean, who knows what can happen? But still, though, it's. This doesn't solidify anything other than you got your first win against Boise State. Uh, this coming in from Herman Flores, Dana Dimmel should still be fired. He's a terrible head coach. It's obvious they took away play calling from him this game. Hopefully it stays that way. If it wasn't for him, they'd be 4-1. and one. Uh, Herman, they did not take away his play calling. Dana Dimmel will always be the play caller for them. Uh, so, that, yeah, there you go, man. Um, yeah, he called that play, and you got to give him credit for uh, how much success they had. UTEP Zay checking in saying, let's go. Um, shout out to UTEP Zay. Great article. And uh, you proved to be right on a lot of your keys to the victory for UTEP football. I think, uh, hey, UTEP football is 1-0 when UTEP Zay writes an article about the five keys before kickoff. So there you go. Yeah, there it is. Um, Lori Tisdale tweets us, I know what you mean. I keep hoping for the best, but I keep expecting the worst. That's what many years as a UTEP football fan will do to you. Oh, this is coming in from our good friend, Kingsley Onyema, father of Zarek Onyema. Saw Zarek today at the UTEP uh, football game. He was honored along with the rest of the basketball team. Uh, getting ready for practice next week. By the way, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll, I'll give everybody a little rundown on UTEP basketball practice this week. Uh, talking some hoops. I'm excited about that. Kingsley Onyema with the tweet. I am cautiously optimistic that the Miners will come out with the win tonight. Go Miners. That was before kickoff. Can you imagine? Hey, man. This guy called it. He called a shot. Tweet that every game. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Segura tweets the show. This is an extremely confusing UTEP win. Are we good? Does UTEP, uh, does Boise State suck? Whatever. I'll take it. Hashtag Miner Talk. Uh, I don't think so. I think you look. It's a win. A win is a win. I don't think this is a confusing win at all because it was so dominant in UTEP's favor. Uh, is UTEP good? I think we're gonna have to wait and see. I, I'm not ready to define whether or not they're good now or not. I think last week I called them a bad team as they were last week. Uh, and then d- does this make Boise State? Uh, bad, yeah, I would say so. I don't think Boise State's that good, but at the same point, still give UTEP a lot of credit because this is still one of the premier Group of Five programs that you're going to see. This is like you know, UTEP beating any any of the top Group of Five teams. This is like UTEP knocking off a, a mid major power in basketball. Well, I'll tell you this: if if you're a UTEP fan, would you want the uh, the success that Boise's had over the last twenty years or so? Yes, you know any what day. I mean. It, 
Boise State is who teams uh, who are not in a in a power conference should strive to be. I mean, maybe they're having a down year. This they're feeling crazy right now because this is unknown territory. They're they're reaction to a loss is more legitimate <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so that the same way that minor fans are used to being frustrated and and um you know not as um as hyped for the football team as they've been um that's it's the roles are completely reversed right now so just know that this win does mean something regardless of boise state has a bad year or not because this is who non-power teams strive to be. I'm with you. I'm with you on that because Boise State is that premier program. They're going to be consistent win at, winners year after year. And when they don't win, they definitely uh, push the panic button on their own side. So that's one and, of the things. And, and it's crazy. For all we know, they could their bad year could be 7-5, and 8-4. and four. Right. <laughs> exactly. So come on. And man. they could still ask for a coaching change at that level. That's just the, the standards that they hold their football program to. Hey, let's take our first time out of the show. Well, long overdue, but let's do it right now. <laughs> um, when we come back, we'll continue with more tweets. If you'd like to weigh in, now is the time to do it. 915-505-6009. You're listening to Minor Talk, brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso. All right, welcome back. Minor Talk is live. We're presented by the Oscar Arieta Agency. In just a little bit, we'll bring you our awards here on the show, our specs play of the game. We'll also bring you our uh, Heineken player of the game. And, uh, yeah, so much more. Our uh, drive of the game also brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency. Speaking of the Oscar Arieta Agency, they delivered the Hometown Hero Award tonight. It was Babe Laufenberg uh, who took the award on behalf of his son, Luke Laufenberg, uh, the late Luke Laufenberg, who, um, you know, tragically passed away for this UTEP football team, from this UTEP football team. But this team still honors him on a day-to-day basis. Uh, they wear the, the Luke decals on their helmets. They honor him all the time. And uh, the Oscar Arieta Agency honored Babe Laufenberg and Luke Laufenberg, especially the Luke Laufenberg Fight Excellence Fund. You can learn more about it by going to riseup915.com and clicking the link to learn more about how to give back to the Luke Laufenberg Fight Excellence Fund. That's all up at riseup915.com. Let's go over to some more phone calls that we got to get to. But first, before we get over to Luis on the phones right now, along with Mike, um, let's uh, let's go to Twitter real quick. Randy tweets the show. Great win tonight, UTEP football. Let's keep going into Conference USA play. We can win when we play our game, and we showed that perfectly tonight. Uh, also checking in is Joe Chacon. All the doubters out there, if you're a true fan, you always believe. Um, Daniel Mendez, Curly, checking in on Twitter. Biggest win in the Dana Dimmel era, though. Yep, that's exactly right. It's easily the best win. This isn't even close, right, Sal? Like, it's not even – I mean, the best win before this was Old Dominion La Tech, whichever one you'd like to do from last yeah. year. This is the best win of the Dana Dimmel era, not even close. Yeah, it, it has to be, especially when um, at this point, you know, is no matter what happens throughout the rest of the season, this was a Boise team who had a stellar defense. And coming into this one, 2-1, and one, and one of those wins, a route over a uh, New Mexico team that the Miners got blasted by last yep. week. I think it was 31-14 or 31-17. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, something along the lines of that. But either way, though, um, this just goes to show that, you know, it, 
no matter what happens the last week, good or bad, the next week is something for you to uh, to improve on. And they did it the right way tonight, Adrian. And also, too, they get that extra day of rest before they go over to uh, to Charlotte as well. Good point. And they get to watch them tomorrow against the Gamecocks yeah. of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, keep it going on Twitter. Steve on Wrestler checks in. At the beginning of the season, I remember a caller saying Dimmel not having a signature win. I can say this qualifies. Another one who says this is the signature win for Dana Dimmel. Let's go back to the phones. It's Luis who's joining us next on the phone lines. Hey, what's going on, Luis? How are you? Good. What's happening? Hey, not much. We're just hanging in here. Um, you know, it's almost 30 after uh, midnight, but we're still going on strong. What about you? How are you doing? I'm still pumped about that game. I'll tell you what. I'm you know, I've gone to UT games since I was a kid, and we've had some big wins, but this was a pretty big win. Um, this can change a lot. And, you know, I was one of the ones last week that was like, I don't even think we're going to win another game. But, you know, they look fabulous tonight. They look great. If they can just keep that same intensity, especially the defense just balled out. The defense just balled out. I mean, I was just like, I told my son, we're at the game. I said, man, the defense is balling out, you know? So, um, but, you know, the fans were great. Even though there was a, about, what, 10,000 11,000 fans, they were loud. Really? Fans, like, you've got to elaborate a little bit more on this, Luis, because from my vantage point, I just, I mean, I'm in the press box, so I don't get to hear it. I don't get to see it as much. Get, like, explain uh, it to me a little bit further. Like, when, when were the points that really swayed it, uh, you know, in favor for these uh, UTEP fans? Well, you know what? I, I think in the beginning, you know, when we started scoring, we started. It, I think the defense had a lot to do with it because the defense just kind of dictated the whole game. Then the offense started coming out and Florida started balling out. And, you know, so for me, throughout the game, and yeah, you're going to have some lulls in the game, but throughout the game, I mean, we were sitting right in the middle. I mean, we're at the 50 yard line. And I told my son, I said, you know, for it only being this many pe- people, it's loud. You know, and people were on their feet the whole game, and they were excited. I mean, it, we needed this. We absolutely needed this. I mean, it felt so good to yell and cheer and walk out with a win. You know, it was great. I hear you, Luis. Hey, I, I get you. What do you think moving forward for this team? Are you uh, are you all in back in on this group or still wait and see? Like I said, I've been a UTEP fan for many years. <laughs> that could tell you. There you go. So, you know what? I'm going to think good thoughts and positive vibes. Um, but, you know, we have to wait and see. I mean, it's, it's not a given. So, you know, for them, if they can play the way they played today, and Boise State's not a slouch, I don't think. I mean, they still, you know, they can still play. So, you know, for us to put the score the way it was, I mean, it wasn't like we just barely won by a field goal. I mean, we took it to them. If we can play like that every game, it gives us a chance. Yep. And I even think, I, honestly, I even think just, you just have, would be happy as long as we're competitive in all these games. Yep. And win some games, but I mean, I'm just like, man, if we can just be at least competitive, you know, I mean, I'd be satisfied with that watching UTEP all these years. So, you know, for me, um, I'm thinking positive. I, I like the way, I love the way they looked. Um, they, they, they took it to them. Um, and I think going up to Charlotte, I think, you know what, I think they're going to break that streak. You know, they've just got to keep that confidence going and have that players only meeting every week (laughs) you know what i mean i like it if it works if it works once do it again keep doing it until it doesn't work anymore so uh fantastic game i think the crowd was uh, it was you know the the crowd was into it even though there wasn't a whole lot of us 
But where I was sitting, I mean, I could feel the whole crowd. I mean, it was it was a lot of people cheering, a lot of people that were happy. Okay, great job, Luis. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Uh, I'm I'm pumped about this one. Who's uh, joining us here on the phone lines right now? It's Praise Amehule, starting defensive right end on, for UTEP football. Uh, friend of the program, friend of Minor Talk, friend of us here at the radio station. Kind enough to call us in late, late tonight. After uh, he's celebrating this victory, he's he's excited about this one. Praise, what's going on, man? How are you? It's good, Adrian. I'm doing pretty good, man. Appreciate you for having me on the show. Praise. What a win, huh? I mean, hey, they held you like three or four times when you came in on a quarterback hurry. You you easily had a sack, but uh, I, I guess he's like the right guard. He had your shoulder pad uh, higher than your, your helmet. I, I don't know what was going on there. Uh, that's cool, man. I just got to just get past that and get the sack, man. It don't matter, you know. Oh, okay, okay, but uh, in in all reality, let me give you a real question. How big of this win is this is for you guys? Because uh, I, I understand against New Mexico, that's that's where you kind of get the gut punch, right? You it's a it's a big loss for you all, but you bounce back in a in a tremendous way, honestly, and you beat one of the premier teams of the Mountain West. Oh yeah, it's definitely a huge win for us as a program, you know, just as a team, you know, just definitely a good vibe in that locker room, you know. A bunch of positivity, a bunch of high fives, a bunch of confidence rising. So that's what we need as a team, just to know, just to, to play for each other and just build that brotherhood of, of winning. You know, how crazy was it to see the offense really step up today? I mean, they they had struggles early on into the season, but today it kind of felt like the offense got everything together. Oh yeah, they did, man. Kudos to the offense as always, man. You know, it, it's a team sport, so we got to go out there and play team ball. But just seeing them out there moving the ball, man, it felt good to, to know how they just run the clock out, you know, because the defense, you, you want to be in the sideline sometimes and just watch the offense just go at it and just put points on the board. So it's, it felt good to just see that from my offense today, you know. Yeah, you guys got a lot of rest on the defensive side. And uh, my favorite possession on defense for you all, Boise drives it all the way to your 38-yard line, and you guys stop them, and they decide to punt it. Like, that must feel that must be the best feeling ever right there, right? Yeah, always, man. You know, we have a great game plan by Coach PV, though, as always, man. And we just out there as a defense. We just wanted it, you know, just wanted to defend the home turf. We wanted to prove to the, you know, to prove to the fans, you know, and just just show them what we're made of as a defense, you know. So it felt good to go out there and just stop them each and every time we had a chance to. Hey, uh, you guys are probably going to get more fans the next game for sure, but what was the, the atmosphere like tonight? I, I think uh, uh, what we're hearing from a lot of people is it was a lot louder than it actually looked. Yeah, I, I, like yeah, like the last guy said on, on the phone, it was definitely, you know, one, a, a great feeling, you know, like just see them get loud on third downs and just on, on critical moments in the game, you know, it definitely felt good to have that support from the guys, you know, from the people out there just cheering us on, so, you know, Hopefully, you know we get we get more and more next next games, and then, and it gets louder and louder because you know that's definitely a key thing for us to have as a defense and as a team. You know, just the, the, the fan support. Hey, I, I get it. You guys see a lot of this stuff all over social media, and I think you guys responded to all the adversity, all the hate in a real positive way. You guys didn't really uh, rub it in anybody's faces whatsoever. You guys won, and you guys uh, celebrated with the crowd instead of, you know, you could have done a lot of things. But I, I commend the way that you guys took this victory, and uh, praise, best of luck to you all next week in Charlotte. Appreciate your agent. Thank you so much for having me again. Hey, appreciate you, Praise. You're calling us after 30 minutes after uh, midnight. Go get, go get yourself a victory meal, huh? 
Yeah, I'm about to. I got a play right in front of me right now. <laughs> awesome, All right, man. man. All right, take care, Praise. That's uh, UTEP standout defensive end, Praise Amehule, joining us on the phone lines. Uh, Sal, your takeaways. Our, our guy, Praise. You know what? He's um, he's a big, big part of it, as expected, right? But a big part of uh, the pressure that the defensive line is bringing, allowing guys to step up and make plays behind him. So, um, a guy we expect a big, big year from. Uh, I know he's ranking up there in a, in the all-time uh, sacks list for that's sure. Right. So that's something you can keep your eye on. I think he's what like 5 away. Yeah. Or something he like is that. 5 away. And and if um you know if the sacks are going to be hard to come by and he's being double and triple teamed, that's only uh, allowing guys uh, who are on the line as well to make some plays. So you got to give him credit if um if he's not getting the stats, so to speak, that show up on the stat sheet. Um other guys are getting their stats because of the uh, the attention that he brings. No, I'm I'm totally with you on that Sal let's keep it moving on the phones right now we got Mike from Austin he's calling us all the way from the city of Austin what's up Mike hey Adrian um good to talk to you I used to be a contributor with you on minor rush but that that was uh oh what's up Mike it's great to hear from you man good to hear from you what's going on yeah it's it's been a while a couple of takes here um number one I want to remind all the naysayers that uh this wasn't just a fluke win this, they were a 16.5 dog at home um, against a defense that even the commentators were saying before the game that this may be the best defensive line that they faced all season, even compared to Oklahoma. So um, this, the, you know, that's my first take. The second take is that even in the post interviews that I heard with Teich. You know, all the players, even with Praise, who was on, you know, a little bit before me, you know, they were giving a bunch of credit to the the coaching staff for the game plans on offense, defense, and special teams. So that just shows you what kind of confidence these our team, our players, are feeling with this coaching staff, and that's that's a real positive sign going forward. Yeah, I, I agree because you want the co- you want the players to obviously back the coaches. You, you also you didn't want any kind of turmoil with this group. I mean, when things go south, it's easy to point fingers. Whether it's players pointing fingers, it's coaches pointing fingers. It's easy to do that when adversity hits you. But I feel like the way that this team responded to adversity. I mean, they went to a low point last week in their loss to New Mexico, but they regrouped this week. Uh, it was a short week, and they got a big confidence boost with a win against Boise State. Like, what more can you ask for at this point for this team? I mean. Uh, the way that they won in such dominating fashion, it's a it's a huge step forward for this program. So I, I'm totally with you on this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the big thing is is that um, when the team feels the the coaching staff and they have that confidence, then they just go out and execute the game plan. And that's exactly what happened today. You gotta remember that um, and I know it's been mentioned a couple of times already previously that this defensive line and this defense was, what, third, fourth, fifth in the nation, and that wasn't a fluke. They only gave up something like 50 total rushing yards in the last two games that they played. Yep. And so for us to go out there and do what we did, this wasn't a fluke. This shows what this team is capable of. And as long as they continue to to know it and believe it and believe in the coaching staff and the coaching staff continues to put that game plan into play, 
then I mean they're going to be they're going to be on you know on target. You know what I one of the things that I loved about this uh, game is that they were playing that two tight end set, and that means especially with Dimmel and his you know history with um, Kansas State that they didn't throw a single pass to a tight end, which means that just opens up the playbook even more, giving people guessing, trying to get defensive uh, coordinators guessing as to what they're going to do in the future. I think so too, man. I, I think you hit this uh, right on the head. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, Mike. Thanks for listening to us way out in Austin. I really appreciate that. But uh, yeah, you're you're exactly right on all the points you hit on. I love the two tight end set. I love Zach Fryer and Trent Thompson as blockers. I get it. Fans want to see the tight ends involved in the passing game. It's not going to happen. Those are your lead blockers right there in the run game, in the pass game, whatever it may be. Uh, those are the two guys who are going to stand out for you in the pass or run game. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that, Mike, and I appreciate the phone call. Uh, thanks for thanks for uh, chiming in. Augustine tweeting us with a series of tweets. Oh, he's still at it. If you were wondering, he's still at it. <laughs> never stop, man. Yeah, Keep never going. stop. Keep going. Um, this is all you're right. Hey, Twitter's our, our platform, and um, that's where you're at right now. Oh, da- on Dana Dimmel play, calling even a broken clock is uh, correct twice a day. Uh, on Dana, uh, this is what he said. So players can call in. Shouldn't they call in when they lose too? Well, they are interviewed when they um, when they lose. Praise just called in at, out of the kindness of his heart uh, here on the show because we requested him. Uh, Augustine also tweeted in, it's bad when everyone is surprised that UTEP won. Uh, we, we read that earlier today, but we'll read it again because uh, that's Augustine for you right there. Um, this one, chime in, this one coming in from... Uh, Oh, this is Leo. I like Gavin's post-game interview with CBS. He had a lot of confidence and I'm a supposed-to-be-here kind of demeanor. I haven't seen that since he's been here. The way the team won could do a lot for him and the team and a team as a whole. Here's to hoping. You know what? Interesting point they're bringing up, Gavin, because I think this game we got to see him move around a bit more. And that is That's true. You know, I don't want to say we haven't seen that before because he's made you know some of his uh, good plays you know, in motion, but for him to be so in sync with other guys today, I mean, there was a touchdown that got called back, but he he put it perfectly, and we've seen some overthrows, some underthrows, but for him to be on point today was huge. I mean, just look at the touchdown with um, with Ballard as well. Put it in the right spot, not trying to force anything. So I, I think the play from Gavin today is, is something that's in the right step for sure, uh, something you want to see more of. Oh, I'm with you 100% there, Sal. Uh, let's uh, take our last time out of the show. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. We're going to give our awards here on the show. Look to next week. It's Charlotte and UTEP, but let's wind things down and we're closing things out on the show if you'd like to call in and give us your final thoughts on this game 915-505-6009 as minor talk continues presented by the oscar Arieta agency we'll be back right after this all right welcome back minor talk continues Salmontes, Angel Munoz, I'm Adrian Bratis. We're winding things down here on the show. If you'd like to chime in, this is the time to do it because we're winding things down. 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number. A couple other tweets to get to. Wendell Ladd Jr., Great game by the Miners. Adrian, you're an idiot if you think that Dismal will last three years if the team plays like they did last week. If it's this week uh, is the norm, then he stays. I've never said anything about three years. So uh, three years as far as his contract extension, Wendell Ladd Jr., they don't have the money to buy anybody out. So there you go. Um, that's where I came from with that three-year deal. I wasn't saying it based on performance. Simply saying this based off the extension. Um, more tweets. This is Pinky. 
Forgot to say, there's nothing better than hearing Teich call uh, touchdown miners. The UTEP miners have defeated Boise State for the first time. Hashtag minor talk. I'm with you, Pinky. I'm I'm uh, I, I remember listening to Teich when I was uh, going home from the like 2004 Boise State game uh, when he was hosting minor talk. So hey, full circle moment right here. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Augustine tweets the show minor talk. This is what fans were tweeting before the game. Come on. And it was a tweet of Alexa Westside915 saying that UTEP should not uh, should be the game of the night, but unfortunately I would rather go see a high school football game. The demo bubble has officially burst for me and many of the UTEP like, football fans. What is his point, that UTEP football has been bad? I don't know what his point is because my, my bottom we know line that. is. Yeah, we know <laughs> that. And and it's not like he's telling us any kind of breaking news, man. Come on. It's, like. But also, like we knew that half the fan base is flipped already, and we we knew we had people they, call in. Trolley Dodgers called in earlier saying, "Hey, I was one of the guys last week who was down on this program, but I'm back in." That's a, that's the roller coaster like, of being a UTEP fan. Exactly. And and did they? Okay, let let's break it down by game. Did they drop the ball against um, North Texas by 100%. fumbling? You know, you know, a sold out crowd and not winning. Of course, hundred percent. Oklahoma, collect your money and come back. All right. New Mexico State must win. Did they do that? Yes, but right. it was still a eh. R- roller yeah. coaster, right? Okay. So this is still with, um, you know, going into the New Mexico game, fans were still kind of, you know, on the teeter totter, not sure if they t- should be all in. What happens? Typical UTEP football fashion, right? They, they drop it against uh, New Mexico. Then they win this game. After all of these ups and downs, you're finally up. And fans not expecting a win against Boise State, of course they're going to be excited. Yeah, come Their on. Their first win against Boise State. So if his point is that UTEP football uh, got this win and it's surprising, that tweet is no surprise. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm with <laughs> you there. But he likes to hear his name called, Love so I anyway, get it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's keep it moving. Um, a couple other things I want to mention. We mentioned Babel Offenberg making an appearance how about the legend, Johnny Lee Higgins, making Man. his appearance? He had the jersey on. He was looking fly, the whack one. I love the fact that he sports that jersey still. Yeah. Johnny Lee Higgins, man. And it's so crazy to think that he was um, he was killing it, you know, as long back uh, ago as he was, right? You're going to love this. Man, to, how about this, too, for Bellin to return a punt? Were you just about to say I was that? just going to but the fact but I was going to say this because of you. Go yeah. ahead, say it. Say no, it. but for him to do it where Johnny Lee Higgins is in attendance on his night, a guy who teams hated kicking to, he 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 does it in front of a guy who was a punt return specialist and he's uh, one of the best athletes to come out of uh, UTEP football, so incredible. Okay, asterisks at the end, both of them were 21. Hey, nice. Okay, I, I thought you'd like that one. They, they I thought both you'd played like that. at UTEP. They both, <laughs> they both played against Boise State. That's right. <laughs> John Tysher called the games on both of them. I like That's it. Crazy. Marcus Bellin and, uh, and Johnny Lee Higgins. A <laughs> lot, lot in common. A lot in common. Yeah. Uh, real quick on Marcus Bellin, now that we're on this topic. Uh, he muffs a punt uh, two games ago against New Mexico State. Kind of flips the momentum in that mm-hmm. game. He uh, coughs that one up. In the New Mexico game, he has like a 10-yard punt return. Then another one that's a little bit further. So he has a little bit more success against against the Lobos, and then a punt return for a touchdown. He had all the daylight in front of him. It was a line drive that went right to him. Uh, but to have the presence of mind and actually do it, that's another thing for Marcus Yeah, Bellin. and a guy that um, has made significant progress. And, and this is, I think, a coaching as well for them to say, hey, no matter what you've done before, we still believe in you to make these plays. I mean, 
guys at other programs, you know, those coaches are yanking them out right away, and they might not see that spot throughout the rest of the year, but they put their trust in him and vice versa. You know, you're a player, you want to put your trust in your coaches. Uh, just incredible uh, turnaround for Ballin. And now we see why the Miners recruited him because if he's doing those fundamental things right, I mean, the sky could be the limit for this guy because we've seen his speed before, but for him to actually be able to to get a chance to run is um, is a huge step from before. So shout out to him and the special teams. Let's go to UTEP Mineto joining us on the phone lines next. What's up, Mineto? How you doing, gentlemen? How you guys been? Hey, we're doing great. How about yourself, my man? You're you're hanging uh, with us I'm, late. Yes, sir. Definitely really super excited for the players tonight. Um, just to see them happy. Um, whatever happened at their players uh, meeting only. Um, you know, these guys these guys can play, you know, just gotta be put in the position to play. Um, I think tonight whatever the play calling was didn't really matter too much because this team was you know, was going to go balls to the walls, if you guys know what I mean. Just want to congratulate all the players. Uh, hope they keep up the good work. And you guys as well, keep up the great work at uh, Minor Talk. Really appreciate the show. Hey, appreciate you, Uteb Mineto. Appreciate that. And, uh, hey, do me a favor, my man. Uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to Augustine, hold him down for us, okay? Hel- help us out here. <laughs> I will. I I go ahead and direct message him, so I'll, I'll help you guys. You guys have a good night, man. Much love. Oh, man, much love, you, Tebby Neto. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, another guy who stood out to me, Jeremiah Ballard. Come out party, four yeah. catches, 64 yards to lead the Miners, a touchdown, four targets. Uh, Jeremiah Ballard, the redshirt freshman out of Houston. We haven't seen much of him all year, and tonight was his night. Yeah, a guy who came into his own tonight, and hopefully, you know, if, if you look at the progress and kind of like the variety on offense, um, I don't want to say big three, like, oh my God, UTEP has the big three passing-wise, but, I mean, piece by piece, guys are starting to chip in. We know that Tyron Smith uh, ideally is the number one guy right. at, at receiver. Then Ray Florida is your hybrid guy, but you're a second receiver of a Ballard leading tonight with four receptions and 64 yards just that balance um re- receiving core wise so you, you got to give um you got to give Hardison credit for recognizing the open targets and being on point but Ballard really really stepping up and uh, one more guy that you want to see really come into his own is Akari we'll, yeah we'll, we'll see what happens there but still though to have uh, on paper, three guys you can rely on is huge, and you still got over half a season to play. This could build into something. They just got to be consistent. We did this exercise briefly during the break, but we'll do it right here. Uh, we do it after a lot of minor talks also. Every time, because <laughs> we feel different at everything. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. I always like to revisit these uh, and see how wrong we were. UTEP right now is 2-3 and three on the season. Let's go through the rest of their games, and we'll go win or losses, okay? So 2-3 right. and three on the year. Sal, you keep track of your wins and losses. I'll keep track of my okay. wins. Okay, let losses. me get my, my notes out. One sec. Okay, good. All right, no worries. Uh, again, okay, the Miners ready. next week, they play at Charlotte, 4 o'clock kickoff. Win or loss, Sal? Win. I'm going to go with the win. Uh, La Tech, at La Tech. Loss. Versus Florida Atlantic. Loss. Versus Middle Tennessee. Win. Okay. Uh, at Rice. Win. Okay. Uh, versus Florida International. Win. At UTSA. Loss. Okay. Uh, I have the same exact ones as you, so something's wrong. Because <laughs> I have <laughs> them see. beating Middle Tennessee. I have them beating Rice. I have them beating FIU. And I have them losing to UTSA, losing to Florida Atlantic, losing to La Tech. Six and six. 
Yeah. Seems like uh, attainable right there for the Miners. However, there, there are a couple caveats when it comes to predicting UTEP football games. Number one, uh, you can never expect UTEP is going to eat, like easily beat anybody because if you ever have a, a, a thought that UTEP is no matter what going to beat somebody, I'm sorry, that's just not the case. You cannot pencil UTEP in for any single victory. Mm-hmm. However, when it comes to UTEP taking on tougher opponents, we can now assume that UTEP will play a up to their opponents. They'll match any kind of opponents they really play. So uh, those Charlotte, the Charlotte, the Middle Tennessee game, the Rice game, the Florida International game, there's an easy ar- argument to be made that one of those games could go the other way against the Miners. No, Maybe yeah. uh, mistakes hit them. But there's a, uh, an equal argument that um, you know they things could break in their favor in games like La Tech, Florida Atlantic, UTSA. So what I'm trying to say is I think these games are winnable for UTEP based on how they play today. They're just as winnable um, as they are losable. You, you know what I yeah, mean? It's just a definitely. matter of uh, what UTEP team is going to show up, but you know that they have talent and spaces. Can they be consistent with it? Can they go out there and um, make plays that that you need to be made? You know, and, and it's not so much like, hey, you got a first down on first down. I'm, I'm talking about third and short, third and mid conversions. The um, uh, the catch today on that third and long Oh my goodness, clutch, Tyron Smith. Yeah. That's what they need. That's exactly what they need. Guys making stops when they needed to, not allowing them to even cross the line of scrimmage or holding them, um, you know, to a field goal, holding them to, um, you know, having Boise State punt when they're on the minor 38-yard line. That shows that the minor defense is in Boise State's heads. That's what they need to do. They need to let the other teams know that you might know what we're going to do, but there's nothing you could do about it. It's going to be, you know, head-to-head at that point. And they played really, really physical today. That's how they need to be in these close games. Uh, real quick, play distribution. In last week's game, uh, UTEP passed the ball 45 times. They ran the ball 26 times. Tonight, 11 pass attempts, just 11. Mm. Uh, that, that's almost, you know, uh, you know, worse than a fourth than what they had last year. I mean, last week. And then you talk about 54 rush attempts, lopsided run game for UTEP, but it worked in their favor let's go to the phones let's welcome on orly one of our favorites who joins us on minor talk hey orly good morning man what's going on not much you know it was a great win it was a good is it a signature win it's a good win it is a signature win they never win any of these games orly they never well it goes back to when they beat uh houston down here when they're ranked 12th right so that goes up in that signature win category i'm with you Yeah. yeah now it all, I mean, it's a great win. They actually had a balanced attack. Come Monday morning, there's 50,000 people in the stands. You're going to hear from everybody that was there, you know, and there weren't there. What was the final attendance anyway? 11,200, uh, um, wait, let me get this right. 11,227. Wow. Yeah. Well, there was at least at least 1,000 from Boise. Seems there was a lot of fans from Boise there. Yeah, Boise showed up. I'm glad you brought that up. Boise's crowd was nice. Yeah, there I talked to a bunch of them. Um, anyway, it's a good win. It's um, finally a balance. They finally got to the running attack. They finally used a screen pass. Where's that been Yeah, the, a screen pass that worked. It, it worked. You know what? It's great, but it's they got to follow up. They have to follow it up. With another win on the road, they have to. They got to start winning the games that they should. They should win. They I mean they play like this last week. They beat New Mexico. 
No doubt. They play like this, they beat North Texas. Um, but it is. It's, we can't look in the past. Now we got to look forward. we got to take this win and move forward and get a couple on the road. Otherwise, we're going to step backward. Let's see what happens. I, I'm, I'm happy for them. But if they fall on their face at Charlotte, well, they should be Charlotte. Charlotte's is, is a struggling team. Understand that they beat another Eamon. They have it. They're 20, oh, 26 and one on the road. The half tie was the one. The tie was against West Virginia mm-hmm. back in 1939, something like that. So, I mean, it's a great win, but you got to follow it up. You can't. You can't keep. You can't hang your whole season on one win, unless you go out and do something next the next week. Yeah, I'm with you. Hey, you're only as good yeah. as you are in in every single week. So I'm totally with you on that. Hey, appreciate yeah. the phone call, Orly. Hey, uh. All right, you too, man. Take care. Uh, Charlotte next week, Sal. We turn the page. We look over to Charlotte. The 49ers of Charlotte, uh, they went 0-3 to start the year. They lost uh, in a uh, dramatic fashion to Florida Atlantic, 43-13. They get killed against William & Mary. What is William & Mary? Uh, 41-24. I have no clue what that is. Uh, And then they lose to Maryland. Okay, understandable. And then they beat Georgia State by one point. 42-41 42-41 last week. They take on the Gamecocks of South Carolina tomorrow. Uh, I assume that's a loss. So they'll go into that one 1-4 one against the Miners. UTEP's got to win this one. Chris Reynolds, yeah. Will Will whatever, Will Hardy, I, I think that's his name. I think I'm botching his name. I'm It's it's almost 1 in the morning, and I've, I, I'm totally out of it right now. But um, – uh, let me let me just look at this real quick. Charlotte 49ers. They're a team. Oh, Healy. Healy is who I'm ta- I'm thinking of. I, I don't know. Will Healy uh, is who I'm thinking of on that end. But nonetheless, Charlotte's been disappointing all year. This is a game that UTEP should win. What is your outlook on this game going into next week? My outlook is uh, obviously I want to see them win, right? But realistically, though, that defense has to travel. We're going to find out the identity of this team or, or if the identity starting to form, if they can be consistent, right? I, I feel confident about the defense. Now on offense, if the game plan isn't going their way, how are they going to respond? Are they going to try and play in catch-up mode when you're just down a touchdown? Because being down a touchdown feels like you you, you got to get back and you know start right. rushing and passing. Uh Hold up. Start rushing your game, not the rush game, but like rushing your play calling and and just not being as cerebral with it. Um, You know, are they going to result to, hey, let's be quick and just pass, pass, pass? No. Can they be aggressive still and stick to their game plan? Or are they going to make the necessary adjustments if it's not going their way? Because um, as good of a game as tonight was, everything went the miners way. I want to see them respond to adversity. I want to as well. I want to see what they could do there. Uh, UTEP Zay with the late tweet. The Charlotte defense is bad. Their offense, however, is solid. Very good passing attack. Uh, you're right there, UTEP Zay. That's Chris Reynolds right there. By the way, great work this week. Uh, you called it on your five keys. So uh, I gave you props earlier, and I'll give you props again, man. Uh, shout out to UTEP Zay, who has been helping us out in a big way. Um, that, that rhymed. Uh, let's <laughs> let's go over to our awards. We'll wrap things up after this, okay? Uh, first off, our UTEP uh, play of the game. This is brought to you by our great friends at Specs. If you want to find your nearest location to Specs, just go online, specsonline.com and find your nearest location to Specs at Specs Wine and Finer Foods uh, here on Minor Talk as we continue. 
As far as our play of the game, I, Sal, we have some great op- options. Uh, number one, it's the J- Jeremiah Ballard uh, 42-yard reception by Gavin Hardison. You could also look at the Ray Flores a three-yard touchdown run. I'm going to go a different way. I'm going to go the punt returner, Marcus Bellin, taking a 47-yard uh, punt return to the house and setting the tone for the Miners as the play of the game. You know what? I agree because that touchdown completely changed the um, the the momentum of the game. I agree. It, you know, they, they go from possibly getting two points, which is huge still. Don't don't get me wrong, but it, it's kind of like, hey, you gave us uh, you gave us an appetizer, but they took the whole entree plus dessert with that one. So you got to give them credit for capitalizing, especially when it's complimentary to what the defense just did. Exactly. I'm with you on that. So, again, Marcus Bellin uh, winning our play of the game by Specs. As far as our player of the game tonight, I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to go a different direction, Sal. I'm going back to to the defense. Cal Wallerstedt. Am I wrong on this one? There's a lot um, of great options. There's uh, Ray Flores who balled out in a big way. Also, Dion Hankins had a, a, a fantastic game. 21 carries, 86 yards on the ground. Ray Flores, you know, he has some good good numbers. Getting his first touchdown of the season as well uh, in this in this game. Nine carries, 41 yards. Uh, Ray Flores also two catches for 17 yards. Hankins on the ground, very productive, 86 yards on the ground. But I'm still going to give it to the defensive guy in Cal Wallerstedt. I loved what he was doing today. He was just all over the field. Nine total tackles, a half tackle for loss, a solo tackle, a pass breakup, a quarterback hurry. Just did everything the defense needed him to do. Cal Wallerstedt just uh, balled out. And the defense, you got give them credit for the win and if you're going to give credit for them give it give credit to the guy who played the best on defense you know what huge huge performance by Wallerstead, a guy who's um stepping up and and really solidifying himself not only as a as a leader on defense right but um but a defensive captain like like a, a floor general on defense if that makes any sense you know that does yeah everybody has a ton of respect for him but you know what agent i'm gonna go ray flores yeah he, i don't think i think it, that's a good pick it, i really do there's really no wrong answer don't get me wrong but the reason i'm picking ray flores is one um it, it's amazing he got his first touchdown as a minor he would have had um, would have yeah. had two if one doesn't get called back but has a another clutch catch uh, an amazing catch in the in the first half also had um you know some some good uh touches when it came to uh the ground so, gotta give uh, credit to uh, to Flores tonight. I think he did incredible, and uh, it's becoming another type of um, weapon on offense, not just in the pass game, but on offense in general. I'm with you on that, Sal. I think that's a really good choice. Um, I'm I'm going Ray Flores for the last one. And we're, real quick, uh, that is our player, our Heineken player of the game. Thanks to Heineken, and they just remind you drink Heineken. Uh, one more call to get to after we finish this uh, last award. It's uh, this one, our Oscar Arieta drive of the game and uh this one i'm giving this one to ray flores is uh the way he capped off this drive it was a 13 play 80 yard drive that lasted nine minutes and 10 seconds boys you still thought they had a chance they were down 20 to 10 and the way that utep was able to punch that in in the final moments it was a ray flores touchdown nine minutes 10 seconds just awesome just awesome right there it's just the the sequence right just the series of events that take place the defense does amazing offense goes out there and completely drains Boise's defense and then um, you turn it from a two score to almost a three score game because 
because you still need the PAT, but it goes from defense to offense and then special teams sealing the deal with that PAT. Of course, we know how amazing uh, Beckley's been all year as he's closing on that record, but uh, got to give a shout out to the long snappers, linemen, or the long snapper right. and the linemen holding, um, you know, or not holding, but keeping them from, from the block. But uh, shout out to Mark Ramos, too. He, he's been amazing in, in being there to, um, to make sure that Gavin Beckley can get the ball off right. I think that's one of the more underrated aspects of this team, too. Got to give uh, credit to Ramos. Yeah, and, and Beckley for sure. I'm with yeah. you on that. Joe Chacon tweets us uh, with this great win, but disappointed my hashtags weren't read today hashtag repping from colorado now oh, hashtag <laughs> brock is my og uh thanks joe chacon uh I, my bad on that I'll, I'll be better i'll do better next time like the utep football team did better this week uh <laughs> let's go to the phones let's welcome on minor who's joining us on the phone lines hey what's up minor what's going on hi adrian it was art the minor but thank you for having me on Art, right, what's going on uh, give us your thoughts on uh, this miners had did good with time of possession, and they ran the ball really good. So that's a hell of a formula. So hopefully we'll kill two birds with one stone because they do deliver great talent out of Boise State. Look at Cooper Rush and Kellen Moore with the Cowboys. But hopefully they fire the coach and get rid of and hire Kellen Moore and help me out, kill two birds with one stone in the minors, help me out. Go Miners! <laughs> Art, uh, good stuff, man. Uh, Cooper Rush actually did not play at uh, at Boise State, my friend. He played at Central Michigan. Uh, Kellen Moore did play at Boise State. That's there was rumors, yeah. yeah. There was there was rumors that Kellen Moore would go back to Boise State, be their coach. Uh, but yeah, I got you, man. Good stuff. Appreciate the phone call. As we wind things down, as we turn the page over to Charlotte, that game is a four o'clock kickoff. We'll have the coverage back here. Flagship station, 600 ESPN El Paso. Excited to be back here. Uh, Excited about that. And uh, excited about winding things down here on the show. I thought it was a great show. Thought we had some great calls, great thoughts, great opinions all across the board. Thank you to everybody who listened in to Minor Talk, who's still waiting up with us. It means a lot to us here on the show. And uh, if you liked Minor Talk, Make sure to listen and download our podcast. We'll put this up right away tonight uh, for anybody who missed it, who maybe chimed in a little late. We'll definitely post that up. Just look up Minor Talk wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, uh, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Check it out, Minor Talk, uh, here as we continue. That's going to wrap us up here on the show for Angel Munoz. Thanks to him for screening our our phones, for producing the whole show, and for uh, recording the show as well. Thanks to Sal Montes, co-host here on Minor Talk. I'm Adrian Broadus signing off tonight saying so long and thanks for listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar Arieta Agency right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.